I wanted to talk about some of these happenings in the art world. Some of the people that I know are getting kind of disillusioned with the art world. They don't know what the art world is about currently. And so I wanted to talk about some of my experiences in the art world recently and my view of it from where I sit as an artist and the publisher of White Hot Magazine. I feel that personality matters um, and there's a lot of people involved in the art world and I feel like artists are um, connected to the esoteric and connected to the avant-garde. Um, at least most of the artists that I really like have a strong feeling for things like Dadaism and surrealism and conceptual art and different ways of making work. And that kind of, in a way, um, pushes a person and their personality and their way of seeing the world into an area where they understand that a lot of this either has value or is completely pointless or completely a waste of time. So I feel like the fascination with digital art is interesting um, as far as the NFT thing goes. But I also feel like if something is just governed by, inspired by, um, and propelled by money, in this case, cryptocurrency, that it's not as interesting as art discussions. Um, I don't want to go on about the NFT world because it's something that is kind of a recent development and I sort of connect with it, but on another level, I don't really connect with it. I'm not against it. I made an NFT recently on um, Foundation. And like the real art world, if you're going to show something or offer something, then you're going to want to sell it. And to sell it, you have to be in touch with collectors. And the work that you make has to connect in with the taste of those collectors. And in high art circles, snobby exclusive collector circles in the art world that have been developed over the last XYZ number of years, the taste of the collector can be very specific. And if that collector is like a billionaire, like some people that I've encountered through my journeys and my time in New York and elsewhere, is that those people have specific taste, but sometimes they work with an advisor. So the advisor is actually part of the process of connoisseurship for those people. In the digital art, NFT, cryptocurrency world, it has completely different rules, completely different uh, taste, completely different ideology of collectors. But I've also seen things in the NFT world where it's... Um, a no-name artist with an absolutely blank image, like no actual image for sale, uh, $25,000 bid by anonymous bidders. So it just kind of feels like money being laundered through something that's supposed to represent an art platform. Anyways, that, that all remains to be seen. So let's close the door on that conversation because it's a little bit cyclical. I don't like the way that it 
people are jumping on it in the art press to try to be hip and try to be current. I've published a few things about that world and, I, and that's not the theme that I'm trying to get at. That's not the theme that I'm interested in. That's not really why I'm talking. So anyways, the pandemic has obviously shut down a lot of systems in different ways. Um, I don't think it's hurt artists. Uh, certainly I'm supportive of artists making money any way they can. Um, so that's great. Um, coming up, I've been dealing with different people associated with David Zwerner Gallery. I have the paperback book of Alice Neal, written by Phoebe Hoban. And uh, I've been in touch with Zwerner Gallery, and we're organizing some publishing and some insight into the show of Alice Neal that's at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And I'm looking forward to that, but that's uh, another week and a half or so off. One thing you have to understand about me is that I work with a large team of people, and I work with a large team of writers, and we do our own thing at our own pace. We're not competing with other magazines. We're not watching what other people publish. We're not watching what other people write. We're not interested in being the most popular or the most competitive. I'm not trying to publish um, celebrity verticals or things that relate to pop culture too directly. And on a certain level, you have to understand that, like, that's what makes us what we are. We're not, we're not pushing those other things. I've never really had a news department where people are trying to get art news together. Um, I usually just refer to other magazines and newspapers when it's art news because the amount of time it takes to have a research team to fact check and make sure everything is um, organized is kind of um, not my scene. I like personality articles where someone is either interviewed or profiled. I like reviews. Um, and I like um, good writing. In actual fact, one thing that people don't understand is that I'm more concerned, well, not more concerned, but I'm, I'm almost equally concerned with the quality of writing um, and the art in concert with each other. The art obviously has to be good quality, but I'm also, I mean, that's obviously why I'm excited about publishing people like Donald Cuspit, because he's a world-renowned master writer. But part of my publishing and journalism stuff is just me as a painter, me as an artist, being interested in learning from other artists. Like, for example, when I spent time with Frank Stella, I learned a lot about painting. I learned some things from him about painting that I didn't know previously. So it's, um, it's educational for me. And now after five and a half thousand articles and hundreds of thousands of images, I feel like I know a lot more from publishing an art magazine than I knew, say, 15 years ago. But, you know, we also don't get credit. We don't necessarily ask for credit, but we were one of the first online art magazines after um, 
the only thing I remember being around was Artnet and Art Forum when I started White Hot Magazine. And the way that I laid it out, uh, I had people from all the major magazines contacting me, asking me for tips and hints and how did I do it and et cetera, et cetera. And I didn't give much information away, but if you look on the web, you'll notice that a lot of people have imitated our style. And because we were there in 2005, we were there before Facebook, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I'm not trying to boast, but if you know the history of the art publishing scene, especially with online stuff over the last mm, maybe 15 years, um, you'll see that we changed art history and we innovated. And now it's just like tons of people are trying to publish stuff about contemporary art all over social media and all over the web and I'm happy to see it but it's a strange world because people have a tendency to just kind of go with what's happening on that particular day like for example the invention of smartphones and all this kind of culture is way more prevalent than it was when I started and now it's like people want to see what you post on Instagram that day and then by the time the next day happens, or even the ne a few hours later, people forgot. Because the actual consumption of imagery, like, people wake up and they, you know, some people do, like, nine hours of screen time on their phone or whatever it is. So it's like, people are kind of desensitized to imagery. Um, if, uh, if I wanted to go back to the NFT discussion a little bit to try to cap off my little blurb that I'm doing here, would be that... Um, there's a lot of surplus memes and digital animations and sort of creations in that department. Um, but it's not really about that. To me, it seems like it seems like tech people and digital art people discovering what Dada is, Dada, what Dadaism is, the um, the ready-made and that sort of thing. Uh, whereas people in the serious art world or the fine art world, I won't say serious or the 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 art world, the art world that exists, um, have known about uh, the ready-made and Duchamp and that kind of stuff for a long the whole time. Um, so in a way, it's like remember the year that punk broke the Kurt Cobain documentary about when punk became mainstream. It's almost this is almost like the year that Dadaism broke or something. Now, Dadaism is being introduced to people through the cryptocurrency NFT scene. So that's kind of interesting. I don't know. I think what you have to remember is that if something is $62 million, by the way, I saw a post where they, a crypto person said that if people hadn't um, cashed in his Ethereum, it would be worth $86 million now. That's a whole volatile market, the crypto market. But um, I think the thing you have to remember in closing is that um, there's the history of auction value and then there's the history of art. And uh, I don't see those things as being in the same story of art um, it's part of it, but it's not real. like, I haven't seen anything that really stands up to the, the, the really history of great painting or anything like that. So I have to wait and see. I guess we'll all know in 500 years what's going on. Signed, Noah Becker, 2021, White Hot Magazine.